In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you today? Thank you so very much for listening to St. Mark and Bemidji's podcast, the only podcast in Bemidji, Minnesota, dedicated to spreading God's word to the people that need it most. You. Somebody's got to do it. Many of you are probably familiar with Mike Rowe. You know, the dirty jobs guy. The champion for the working man. He brings out the unsung hero to the front of the crowd, makes us appreciate the jobs that no one else wants to do, and gives them the appreciation and recognition that they deserve. I would imagine some of you are out there thinking to yourself, boy, if only we had some people to recognize in church for all the hard work they do. If it weren't for me and a couple of my friends, we might as well turn out the lights for good in the sanctuary. Some others of you might be saying, if only the young people would step up and volunteer in the church, then we'd really be getting somewhere. I'm not talking about church building projects here. I'm talking about the Great Commission. You know, the one recorded in Matthew chapter 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Some of you might recall a verse from much earlier in the same gospel account, Matthew 9, verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. It sure seems like it, doesn't it? But don't be too sure that the workforce is as thin as it might seem at first glance. We can pretty easily see the preacher at the front of the church. At some churches, he's even decorated pretty in robes and fancy work so we know who he is. And the elders? Well, they look older for one. But they're usually the guys who dress up just a little nicer than the rest of the congregation. And who can miss the electrician or the mason worker trying to look comfortable in that button-up shirt on a Sunday? Well, you know he was working on a project in the fellowship all Saturday because you saw his truck in the parking lot when you drove by, didn't you? And you can't hide a working man's hands, can you? These, these are the workers, right? Well, sure, and good on them. We need them. But it's more than just that. We go through seasons in our life, which our professional life echoes. Most of us started in a menial job, and then as we gained experience, or maybe as we completed an apprenticeship or a degree, we moved up in the workforce, financially, and responsibility, and in technical know-how. Some of us even wound up running our own company. It's the same with our life in Christ. First, we're children, and then we grow in knowledge and faith, and we get confirmed. As we mature into adulthood, we often marry and have our own children. And if we're following the command of the Lord in creating our families, as found in Proverbs 22, start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it? Well, then we are the workers, just as surely and just as important as that pastor up front. After all, unless your name is Billy Graham, you probably will only have the opportunity to truly share the word of Christ to a handful of people. Our children are our greatest evangelism opportunity that we will ever have. And then, the leaves start to turn golden and brilliant in our next season, 
and our children are off to have their own families. And we're getting to that age where we've saved up enough to where we don't have to work every day just to make ends meet. What most Americans call retirement. This is another season. The Apostle Paul, in the epistle to Titus, urges him to teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. And likewise, he commands older men to be temperate, worthy of self-respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. The work isn't done for a Christian when they get older. It just changes. Sure, they might not be doing the grunt work anymore, but they have a role of great importance, guiding the next generation while still working alongside them. True rest only comes when all of us join in worship and song around the throne of God. So, what about that verse about the workers being few? Well, the next verse answers it. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And here we are, by his command, the workers in the field, shoulder to shoulder, every position manned, so that God's will that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved, is carried out. Our meditation for today is from the Daily Gospel Prayer series and is titled, Through the Lens of the Holy Scriptures. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Luke chapter 10, verses 23 to 37 read, Turning to the disciples, Jesus said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see, For I say to you that many prophets and kings wished to see the things which you see, and did not see them, and to hear the things which you hear, and did not hear them. And a lawyer stood up and put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How does it read to you? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers And they stripped him, and beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. And by chance a priest was going down on that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, who was on a journey, came upon him, and when he saw him he felt compassion, and he came to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day he took out two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I return, I will repay you. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands? And he said, The one who showed mercy toward him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do the same. This is my text. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our salvation is this, that we hear Christ. 
We see him through the lens of the Holy Scriptures. As with the Apostle Thomas in the upper room at the resurrection of Jesus, John chapter 20, he saw Jesus with his own eyes, alive, standing there, speaking to him. But to him and the rest, Jesus said, Blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. And in that same gospel, the next verse, John writes, These things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, and by believing have life in his name. In today's and this week's text, Jesus says the same, Blessed are the eyes which see the things which you see, for I say to you, many prophets and kings wish to see the things which you see, and did not see them, and to hear the things which you hear, and did not hear them. Christ Jesus is seen when his word is heard, listened to. St. Paul, in writing to the church of Thessalonica, said it, For this reason we also constantly thank God that when you receive the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. What work? of bringing souls dead in trespasses and sins to life through faith in Jesus Christ. That work, a miracle no human can do. The work of turning hearts completely around from trusting in their good deeds to reconcile a person to God, to what good deeds are really for, for your neighbor, in this life. That good works don't reconcile a person with God at all. But your neighbor needs your good works, and it is the will of the Heavenly Father to love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor needs your works. Go do them. Jesus sends his apostles and their successors, our pastors, through the centuries right to this very day. And of them he said clearly, He that hears you hears me. Jesus even prayed to the Father the night before he died in John 17, I have given them your word that the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, so that the world may believe that you sent me. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, may your word always dwell in us richly, that we may love you above all things and our neighbor as ourselves. Amen. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. 
If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. Hey there, parents. Are you on the lookout for a fantastic school in the Bemidji area that embraces Christian values? Well, look no further. Introducing St. Mark's Christian Day School, where education meets faith in an extraordinary way. At St. Mark's, we get it. We understand that your child's education should be rooted in God, compassion, and unwavering faith. Our experienced team of dedicated educators are here to provide a top-notch education to students in grades K through 8 that nourishes the mind, heart, and soul. With small class sizes and a personalized approach, we create a safe and dynamic environment where your child can explore the God-given talents and excel academically. Our teachers integrate biblical principles throughout the day, ensuring your child grows into a compassionate and morally grounded individual. Our students are also able to participate in extracurricular activities with the Bemidji School District. For more information about St. Mark's Day School, call John at 218-444-3939 or at principal at stmarksbemidji.org.